Scotty, we're live. 9.20. I'm going to do the whole countdown show open thing in a second. But for the last 21 minutes, people were like, where are they? And I keep <laughs> seeing little like bursts of us showing up on YouTube. Uh, Eagle-eyed viewers may notice that the bottom of the screen says Zoom. It's been a night for technical gaps, and I just thought maybe we would vent off the top, get that off our chest, then launch into the show cleanly. Um, I'm happy to hear that you're no longer sounding like you're at the beach while you're in your apartment. Yeah, I was having some issues on the old uh, restream form that we normally like to do. So um, I don't know what happened, but we got over here to Zoom and it doesn't sound like I'm at the ocean. So. No, it sounds like you're low. Out. It sounds like you're low on bandwidth, but it no longer sounds like you're at the ocean. So I'm just going to accept that. Meanwhile, yeah, Frank Strait has messaged us a, oh my God, my computer is doing a BIOS update. And I'm not sure what that means, but it sounds difficult. So. Oh, you know, speaking oh, of- Oh, wait, here comes Frank. Hey, Frank, we are live. This is like a pregame, a, a belated pregame. We were getting all of our check our technical vents out before we started the show cleanly. Uh, how's your BIOS? Is it feeling fresh, shiny, and new? Yes, it uh, is feeling shiny and new. <laughs> you you were that like a robot <laughs> my update went swell thanks for asking <laughs> no it really did not go swell it was really quite aggravating and profanity inducing but it's like, done my, now and i'm here frank's like my computer's not working let me just do a quick restart windows update screen if you don't know south carolina has had some very weird circumstances going on this week where we lost an F-35 fighter jet. Yeah, I think we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about that. You know, at one point, <laughs> some of our Congress folks thought it was actually floating in the sky. So who yeah. knows what's going on here in South Carolina? That's why um, the internet may be so yeah. Are we actually streaming live now? Or we, are we are actually streaming, streaming but I, this, okay. I haven't actually started the show yet. Yeah, don't drop any F-bombs or anything. <laughs> okay, I won't <laughs> drop any F-bombs. <laughs> I just Not that I haven't been thinking about a lot of them over the last 15 minutes, but... Yeah, I, I understand. I just, I just, I figure, I figure <laughs> we'll get this out of the way. This is like therapeutic, <laughs> so that when we start to, sh when I actually roll the open and we put the podcast out tomorrow, we'll just take mm. it from the pod, from the open, and, and this is just us vamping with our friends yeah, on Facebook and YouTube. does the uh, pre-show. Yeah, pre, this the pre-show? Is... This is the pre-show. This is the mm -hmm. pre-show. Should, should okay, I roll what the... I was... What I was actually thinking was, now we know what happens when you let a jarhead drive an F-35. It ends up, you know, flying on its own for 60 miles. <laughs> Literally flying on its own. Right. South Carolina and aviation events, something else. Mm -hmm. spy, spy balloon, fighter yeah. jets. We've had two or three plane crashes here in Myrtle Beach. Just out in the ocean with Spanier planes. So, yeah. yeah. No UFOs yet, but it's still Let's just September. They're not called UFOs anymore. They're called anonymous phenomenon apparatuses. Yeah, <laughs> I, speaking of that, I definitely wasn't paying attention today during our noon newscast, but evidently we ran a story about UAPs, your mic uh, dropped out. 
yeah. Oh, they they ran a story about some aliens. Yeah. That was a pin. Unidentified aerial phenomenon. That's what yeah, the government apparently. wants us to call it now. <laughs> and and apparently they don't like us talking about it because they keep cutting Scotty's mic out every <laughs> time <laughs> that he tries to talk about it. So apparently Scotty knows something and they know he knows and they don't want everybody else to know. This is gonna be a show. Should we should we should we do this? Should we do it for real now? <laughs> Roll the intro, James. It's Wednesday, September 20th, 2023. We are streaming live, at least we think we are, on YouTube, Facebook, and the other platforms of the Carolina Weather Group. Coming up, the latest on a potential coastal storm. What happened to that F-35? Is Mother Nature to blame? And NASA, with a big mission coming home this weekend, all that and more this week on the Carolina Weather Group, we hope. Following a meltdown of our computers, James Briarton in Charlotte with Scotty Powell in Myrtle Beach and Frank Strait in Columbia, South Carolina. Welcome to this edition of the Carolina Weather Group. And thanks to you, our Patreon supporters. Names scrolling across the bottom of the screen, new names like Art K, who's joined us recently. We appreciate your support. You can join us at patreon.com slash Carolina Weather Group to help pay our bills and also be entered into a exciting contest. More on that coming up later on in the show. But we want to get right to this week's big story, a potential coastal storm developing off the coast of the Carolinas could bring gusty winds, heavy rains, and just an all-out yucky time to the Carolina coast this weekend. As of the 8 p.m. advisory on this Wednesday night from the National Hurricane Center, this disturbance off of the southeast coast has a 10% chance of development into a tropical system in the next 48 hours and a 40% chance in the next seven days. Whatever it is that could happen, here's just one take on it as we look at the GFS model, courtesy of Tropical Tidbits, everyone's favorite tropical site. You can see the GFS has this kicking up right there offshore, and it's going to be bringing it right on over the eastern half of North Carolina as we look ahead to Saturday. But there's a lot to digest still about when, where, how, and what. So let's go to Myrtle Beach. Scotty Powell, who will be potentially in the thick of this if it were to come together. Scotty, what's your latest thoughts on this Wednesday night? Well, let's hope you can hear me first. 
I think we can hear you. Oh, so yeah, far, so good. Yeah. So far, so good. That's that in the pre-show so far, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, we've been watching this actually for about a week or so. We kind of, you know, looking last week, seeing the potential for some sort of tropical development um, starting last week. So uh, this system just now moving off the coast of Florida and starting to get uh, some of its organization off of the southeast coast. And so uh, what I'm going to do, James, I'm going to share my screen here. Good luck with that. Let's see. Hopefully it works. It's going to be lots of jokes during the show, folks, about the amount of technical difficulties we had before the show. But I think we got your screen. Go ahead, Scotty. All right. So you're seeing a multi-view. I don't know how to get it up. Uh, you can see over here, this is our sea level pressure. And so I'm going to put this into play here and kind of show you uh, the differences. Jane was showing, showing you the GFS and uh, the European model as well. So the GFS is the black area. The European model is the white area. And you can kind of see uh, Friday morning, the central pressure is kind of located in the same area. GFS showing it a little bit stronger than the European model. But as we go throughout the day, you can kind of see the European model kind of just meanders off the South Carolina coast where the GFS continues to get a little bit stronger and looks to move into um, Eastern North Carolina, maybe towards the Topsail Island, Jacksonville area, just north of Wilmington, making, um, I guess, quote unquote, landfall uh, near Moorhead City, where the European model still at one o'clock is off the coast, but still in the same general direction of where the GFS wanted to take it. So. There was a lot of questions of where the exact track would be with this storm. And it looks like at least our long-term models have kind of honed in on this track being in Eastern North Carolina. And as we go throughout the Sunday, that leaves. So this is the uh, future cast of that with our low pressure. This is the GFS model. But I wanted to show you our in-house model here with the Baron product. And uh, you can kind of tell them, let's get through the two first. first. Uh, our Baron product here is showing a little bit more of a different picture as uh, we're starting to see some of that rain kind of push in a little bit more uh, to coastal South Carolina. But again, a lot of that rain staying just to the north into northern North Carolina. So with that, rainfall totals could be very sparse here along the Grand Strand back into the PD. You can see hardly any rainfall at all. That's and incredibly we look sparse. At yeah, and then you look at our uh, in-house model, picking up on maybe more, a little bit more rain, an inch to maybe an inch and a half. Uh, and again, so I want to stress with you, it's still depending on where this low pressure tracks. It's yet to form yet. It's starting to get its act together, but it's not formed yet. So until we get that actual formation, you know, a shift in 25, 50 miles can mean a big difference in a lot of locations. And one thing I also want to point out, is no matter where this low pressure develops at, uh, the wind speeds are going to be pretty gusty as well. Let's go over to that. Right I like this uh, behind the scenes look at how a TV meteorologist controls his graphics. Yeah, yeah. So this is a perfect example. We'll kind of slow this down a little bit here. This was my uh, today. So you kind of see as we go throughout the day Friday, the wind gusts could be anywhere between 30 to 35 miles per hour. Kind of weakens a little bit Friday night, but then Saturday, late Friday night into Saturday morning, as that low pressure really starts to ramp up, you can see some wind gusts anywhere between 40 to 45 miles per hour along the coast. Back along the PD, you can even still see some wind gusts up to 30 miles per hour. And you take this even up into the Charlotte area, you know, we can see some 20 to 25 mile per hour wind gusts as well. So 
I think the big story from this, when, when all said and done, may not be the rainfall, just maybe the gusty winds. Now, I don't think this will do any widespread damage or anything, but if you are along the coast, you'll definitely notice the winds picking up Friday into Saturday. And another concern would be the potential for some marine issues out there. As you can see, many clicks back to this. This is our marine issue. So you can see 15 to 25 mile per hour winds with our waves three to feet, five feet on Thursday, waves four to six feet on Friday, back to three to five feet on Saturday. And then those wind gusts you can see on Friday, pretty gusty across the area. So kind of putting a bow on the weekend if you are heading to the Grand Strand. This is kind of what we are expecting right now. Clouds increase tomorrow evening with isolated showers. Friday looks to be the rainiest day here along the Grand Strand and in the PD. Um, we could see, again, a lot of rain or a little bit of rain. You saw the model discrepancies there. We're still waiting for that to kind of get ironed up. Saturday morning, we start to see some showers and the windy conditions start to give way to Sunday where we're going to see a little bit more sunshine, maybe an isolated shower early Sunday morning, but all in all, Sunday looks to be pretty good across the area. So uh, that's kind of the wrap up of what we're expecting here along the Grand Strand. You know, it's not going to be anything that, I don't think memorable by any means, but I think the big story here will be the gusty winds uh, Thursday night through Friday night into the part of Saturday. And again, we saw the rainfall spread. We could see nothing, or we could see at least an inch. We're still trying to hone that in. It all depends on the track of that wind pressure. I want to get Frank's thoughts in just a moment. Thank you, Scotty. Uh, first, I want to just show a little bit of a wider view to what uh, Scotty was just showing from Myrtle Beach. And this is just what the National Weather Service's WPC, the Weather Prediction Center, shows, which is that we could see four to six inches of rain, especially as you make your way north and to the east of Myrtle Beach, so all along that outer banks of North Carolina coastline. And then Scotty mentioned the winds. And again, here is just one model. This is a GFS model. This is not at surface. This is 925 millibars, so we're a little above surface here. Uh, but we can see that this low could track right along that eastern North Carolina area and bring with it some gusty winds, as Scotty just mentioned. Uh, Frank, uh, let me get your takes on this, because Scotty just said it might not be a memorable storm, but I can't help but think, after all of the examples we've seen since 2020 of rapid intensification, do you think it might be memorable not because of its impacts, but just because of what tricks it might have up its sleeve over the course of the next 48 hours? Well, that may be. One of the things that is concerning me about the situation is that the waters are still pretty warm right off mm -hmm. the southeast coast, uh, three or four degrees warmer than usual, uh, especially out over the Gulf Stream waters where this thing's going to be forming. So uh, that means there's more energy available in the waters for this thing to, to put to use and, and to try to wind up. So I, I am concerned, for one, that it ends up being stronger than what some of the models are, are calling for. I mean, the, the GFS, I guess, maybe could be a reasonable worst case scenario with it taking that pressure down to around 990 millibars. That would that would be almost hurricane strength potentially uh, if it were if it were a tropical cyclone anyway, not saying it will be. But uh, that and the fact that some of the models, especially the uh, the mesoscale models, we don't have it. We're not running any hurricane models on it right now, which uh, I find that a little disappointing at this point that it's not yeah. been declared an invest so that we can actually see what the hurricane models would do with it. But um, the the mesoscale models, the, the grid models like the, the NAM and the three kilometer NAM and uh, HRRR and, and the new RRFS was being run experimentally. They're all a little further west, especially that that RRFS, which 
uh, has been kind of a kind of been a pretty good model, even though it's just experimental. So I'm worried that it may go a little further west than than we think and maybe end up being a little surprising in that respect, too. I mean, who knows? The thing hasn't even formed yet. We don't even have a low pressure center yet until we do. We're not going to get good output from the models. So we're 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 flying a little bit blind here in terms of guidance and and flying a little bit more on on gut feeling than anything else right now. But uh, this thing certainly could have a lot of tricks up its sleeve just because it's one of these sneak attacks that yeah. forms right off our coast along an old stationary front, and the water is really warm, warmer than usual, and. Uh, yeah, you know, we. I think there will be surprises. I'm just not sure what they will be yet. Yeah, I feel like I'm am in a position where, although it's only a forty percent chance that this could develop into a tropical system over the next couple of days, which really means it has a better chance of not forming into a tropical decision. Right. <laughs> like I'm just so tired of being surprised that I just assume it's going to at this point. What was that right. one that formed? Was it was it Beta? What, what was the one that formed off of Charleston in like 2020? Like almost out of nowhere. I'll figure it out. Oh, that, yeah. that, was it the it, first it's... one, Danny, or uh, not Danny? That was 21. Um, Literally developed right over Charles. It just like we went like from six, like zero six right. hours. Oh, that was. Are you thinking of Colin from last year? I think, I think Colin is probably one of the examples my brain is thinking of. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that was a weird one that that formed east of Savannah and then became a tropical cyclone very quickly and yeah. went right over Charleston. Mary watching it was, was over us land. On... In the first advisory it was centered over land. Yeah, surprise. <laughs> uh, Mary on YouTube says I would not be shocked if it got a name. Uh, I, I guess we'll, we'll wait and see. I, I just, the, uh, the muscle memory now is just to in, expect rapid intensification as, as Lee was a prime yeah. example of that. Um, Frank, you had uh, alphabet soup a minute ago when you talked about the models and I'll give you this question here from Wes Clark who asks over the years, have you found the GFS or European models more accurate or are they useful for unique situations? Um, yes. <laughs> Thanks. Super helpful. <laughs> the, uh, the the models, you know, you, you, my my the favorite my favorite thing to say about the models is that you know they're going to be wrong about something, and sometimes they're wrong about everything. Uh, kind of a, a almost a paraphrase of some other quotes I've heard about models in general in the past. But as as far as what models do the best and which ones aren't so great you know the the european model has its has a tendency to to do better overall but that doesn't necessarily apply to every situation uh, it seems like the gfs uh does catches developments a little bit better than the euro but that may be because it shows more developments in general than the euro and gets a lot of spurious ones it's like it, it's like a, a marksman that, that hits the target more often because he has 100 more bullets than everybody else. Takes more shots. Yeah, that that's that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, I, I think in years past, I got really trained in on the European models, and I was starting to buy into that um, that theory, that impression, that branding, whether it was true or not, that the right. European model the was always better. Yeah. yeah, but then, you know, the, they made improvements to the GFS, and and it's it, – Right. They closed the there, gap. There was a time – and then you really was King Euro and, and the Euro was the best model period. And it's the one you relied on. And the GFS, there were a few situations like with a sheared tropical cyclone often did better than the Euro. 
but 90% of the time you were going to get a better, a better forecast by following the year of the GFS. That was five years ago. The, the GFS has gotten better. It has closed the gap. The Euro still overall is a better model, but the, the, it's not way better anymore. So, and that's even more true with the Canadian model. The Canadian model used to be a, a laugh, laugher model 10 years ago. Uh, today, it's actually a pretty good model, especially when it's showing sort of a middle ground between the other models. Good analysis. We will wait to see what happens. We'll keep you updated on our social media platforms. Thanks to Wes Clark for that question. Wes has been a Patreon supporter of our show since January, which means that he's in the running for our current contest, uh, which is that we will be giving away superfan memorabilia to one of our patreon.com slash Carolina Weather Group fan supporters come the end of October. In that care bag, you'll get a hat brand new hat it's still in its uh plastic we've got a, a brand new tumbler that says carolina weather group also still in its plastic and then we'll be throwing in some uh, vinyl little die cut stickers so you have until the end of october to sign up at patreon.com slash carolina weather group starting at just a dollar if you want to be in that running great for you or maybe great for a loved one ahead of the holiday season if you uh, want to try to get some swag you can enter to win or you can support us anytime by clicking on the qr code currently on your screen right now to buy your own memorabilia on demand maybe pick out your own colors did you guys know you can get the hats in like camo and hot pink and you can change the colors if you buy them I mean, yourself yeah, otherwise we're sending you a blue one. one you want a hot pink one yeah okay <laughs> coming your way for the holidays <laughs> um let's uh let's shift gears here guys and uh we had a very weird phenomenon in the uh, Carolinas once again this past week. And uh, no, it was not the cat, but the cat is back. This, the cat does not come with the prize pack, just just to be no, clear. No, no kittens with the prize pack. Yeah, just uh, for legal just, distinctions, I needed to make sure I pointed that out. This is Stormy, by the way. Stormy? And she is a complete lunatic. She'll play very <laughs> hard chasing toys until she pants like a dog. A, a cat who thinks she's a dog. Sometimes, I guess so. <laughs> uh, well, since we last saw you last week, we have both lost and found a military F-35, uh, as you probably have heard by now. And I'm going to play some lovely military-provided file footage of what this bad boy looks like. Uh, this guy went missing over South Carolina at a joint base, Charleston. And there was quite the search for it for a period of uh, a, a day or so until it was finally found. We don't know what happened. I want to be very clear. We, James, Scotty, Frank, don't know what happened. The general public? Correct. We don't know what happened. If the, the military has made a conclusion, they haven't shared it with us. But that hasn't stopped the rest of us from playing Sherlock Holmes because we all want to know what happened. And we're all impatient. And so... We have all turned to what material was available, flight trackers, radars, so on and so forth. My restream just crashed. I kid you not. I think oh. we're still streaming. This show it was just cursed from the get-go. Oh, my Let's see. gosh, technology. Let's see. I think, I think we're still there. Okay. Hi, everybody. Uh, for those of you who might be listening back to the show on demand, we were 20 minutes late to starting because we all had technical difficulties and our whole system just blipped again. So um, I'm going to keep going as if we're still live because I yes, we are still we going. Are. I just checked on YouTube. We're going. Fabulous. We are. So F-35 goes missing. We don't know what happened, 
but uh, there are some theories floating around that weather could have at least played a role in this. Is it going to actually screen share this time or am I going to break it again? Let's find out. So Chris Jackson, friend of the show, uh, listened back to available audio communications from air traffic control. He looked at what flight data was available. He looked at METAR data, and he has kind of like zeroed in on this little mesocyclone that was on radar at the time of disappearance. So again, I'm stressing to everyone, and I think if Chris was here, he would say the same thing. We're all just speculating based on what's available to us. But what do you guys think, Frank and Scotty? Do you think weather could have played a role in the disappearance of this F-35 this past week over South Carolina? No, I think we just let a Marine fly a jet. And I think that's the problem. You they just shouldn't be well, human, human error is, I think, what will yeah. summarize that theory as. <laughs> right. Okay. I know um, I was coming back from Bristol, Tennessee. So I know there were storms in the area. And I saw Chris's tweet and read an article. Um, it seems like there was weather in the area. I, you know, I'm not sure how much of a factor that was. But uh, anytime you put a plane in the weather, the possibility of seeing something unfortunate happens. Yeah, I've, I've learned a lot in this past year about trying to track military aircraft. And I'm referring back to our Chinese air balloon that made its way over to Myrtle Beach. You know, we couldn't we couldn't track the same way we would track an aircraft, a fighter jet, but we could track its support aircraft. So when we had the balloon incident, you know, we couldn't track the fighter jets, but we could track the resupply planes that were up there. And it was kind of the same thing with the I search. tracked the fighter jets. I saw. Come on now, James. You tracked them with your own eyes. <laughs> they came right. to you. Right. You stood out You're of the right. beach and said, come to Papa. <laughs> um, it, it was just interesting this week to look at Flight Tracker and watch uh, the Civil Air Patrol. There were some uh, military aircraft that were showing up on flight tracker uh, that we could kind of see them doing the search patterns over South Carolina. They came all the way up into Chesterfield County, right up to that North Carolina line. I think trying to figure out how far this plane could have just cruised on autopilot. Um, it's remarkable. There's still lots of unanswered questions, some political and some not about how we can just misplace a piece of military equipment, but $80 I mean, million. Dollar. It, Yes, an you expensive know, one. <laughs> you know, I kept hearing it's stealth, and clearly, clearly it was. Uh, yeah, I, and I think the the I, I don't know if it's funny or not, but like listening about this, I didn't know that we had planes that can vertically land themselves, and so oh, like on aircraft carriers. Yeah, me neither. I didn't yeah. know that either until I learned that this plane is capable of, or jet is capable of doing that. You know, I don't know if it's funny or not either, but I will just share a little tidbit about my personality is I try to laugh at all sorts of things and it helps keep me sane. So if I'm seeing lighthearted about it, it's just because that's easier than thinking too hard about uh, it. You know, we, we get all kinds of emails in the newsroom. As you know, James, you know, you see a little bit of everything. And so when this happened, you're getting all these comments from everybody and, and one of them. I can't remember who it was or, or what organization, but they're like, we don't know if the plane's in a lake or if it's still floating in the sky. You know, <laughs> like right. we don't we we don't know where it's at. And you know, you're just like you kind of step back and you think, man, that's kind of crazy that there's this plane that yeah. nobody knows where it's at. <laughs> that this is what's smelly of the, about uh, the kind of remind me of the uh, TV show uh, Manifest. Do you remember that plane that just disappeared for? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Go ahead, Frank. This is. 
this is what's so confusing and, and weird about this situation in general. It's like, yeah, I, I get it. It's a fighter jet, and it's a stealth fighter, so it's difficult to track by radar. But it wasn't like on an actual mission. It, it was on a training mission of some right. sort, right? Why wouldn't yeah. it have had a transponder turned on? You know, they got them. I don't know. And, it's a good question. And and also, I mean, the, these things, yes, they're 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 hard to pick up on radar, but they're not completely invisible. They're going to pop up on radar every now and then, uh, just like they would on an enemy's radar. It's just that you're not going to get a consistent signal from them. Um, you would think that it would. I mean, maybe it was flying so low it was below the radar beams. That happens with precipitation too. I mean, there's. Well, you know, what? there's there's explanations, but still, you think that every now and then, oh, there's a blip over there, and and it wasn't there on the next sweep. Remind me the next time there's a congressional hearing about why we need better weather radar in the Carolinas. I'm going to be like, uh, it'll be better for tracking rain and tornadoes. Oh, and missing fighter and jets. jets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I like I said, I don't I don't have any of the answers, and I know none of us have the answers, but I could not address the elephant in the room. Of the missing F thirty fives, and like you said, though South Carolina has been the aviation, you know, we've had the the tracking balloon, and then this. I know here in Myrtle Beach, we've had a banner plane that's crashed in the ocean, had another plane that landed on Highway twenty two for emergency landing. Um, there was unfortunately a fatal accident um, around the Fourth of July in North Myrtle Beach. So we don't know what it is with South Carolina and the coast, but there's been a lot of aviation. Um, miss you know mishaps this year. Yeah, so. yeah. It's Bermuda like Triangle. Now, now it's Palmetto Pilot oh. instead of Florida Man. Yeah. Florida, right. Well, uh, let's do one more topic here before we go, and I would try to play music for it, but that would probably just like you know knock out power to the entire. Yeah, let's not take any fun. chances tonight. Yeah, let's just not. <laughs> let's just not do that. Uh, but we wanted to talk about one cool, exciting uh, space thing that's happening this Sunday. Osiris Rex is returning home years after liftoff and its trip out to, is it so cool? It landed on an asteroid. It collected samples from the asteroid, all a part of our human exploration for knowledge to understand how the universe formed. And now it's returning home and it's going to be touching down Sunday morning. We'll have live coverage of it here on the Carolina Weather Group with our friend Candace Jordan from the Shield Museum in Gastonia, North Carolina, streaming right here on the Carolina Weather Group at 10 a.m. And these samples will be coming home for scientists to get a closer look at. On our live stream right now, you can see what this thing looks like, how it punched a hole in Bennu, collected asteroid samples. It's been making its way back home, and it's going to, you know, not too dissimilar from the way that astronauts return home with a heat shield and a nose cone and all that jazz to send down, parachute down, and hopefully we'll get these bad boys recovered. But guys, this is this is really cool. It's been, again, years in the making. I want to say it was 2017 that I think this thing launched. And you got to be a patient person to work in spaceflight. 2016 is when it launched, September 8th, 2016. So it'll be coming home. You guys think you'd have the patience to work a space mission like this? One like this, maybe, although it would take a lot of patience. What would take what would really take a lot of patience is if you're on the command crew for the Pioneer and Voyager probes today. Oh, you send yeah. them a command, and then it takes what 
a day and a half for that to get to the probe and then like a day and a half to get back to you to know that it, yes. know that it it's a, I don't know if it's that long, but it's a long time that it takes the radio signal, which travels at the speed of light, to go those billions of miles. And uh, that's the one past Pluto's orbit and back. I would say that's the one we had lost contact with, right? Because they had sent right earlier earlier in the year they sent, hey, mistakes happen. We all make mistakes at work. They had somebody had sent a bad command, knocked it offline, and then we had to wait patiently for it to do its routine reboot. I mean, good thing that somebody scheduled that bad boy to restart and it didn't have to do a Windows update and a BIOS update. Otherwise, we'd still be waiting. For Frank to turn <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. Um, I mean, but yeah, patience is required for just because of the communication time involved, even if it's just a, a probe going to Mars. That's, yeah. that's like eight minutes. Uh, for for the signal to get to the spacecraft and another eight for it to get back for a response to get back to you so it's like you're sitting there this, this probe's approaching bars and you're afraid oh did i remember to convert meters to feet or, or feet to oh. meters for that and i wish find i out. wish that oh, wasn't an actual example frank <laughs> you know i would be i would be okay if we just all converted to the metric system it makes more sense uh, but you mentioned Mars and you mentioned about things that are remote control. And we had new news this week from the Mars helicopter in um, which broke a new flight record on its 59th Mars flight. I think it went higher and further than it ever had before. And that was another piece of equipment that we thought we had lost. But the little chopper rose 66 feet, 20 meters into the air. Uh, that that bad boy is really cool, too. Now, you see, we can do that calculation in our head. Why can't actual rocket uh, science? I read it. Yeah. Sorry. I, I read I read it. <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm on a weather show, which makes me like a nerd, but I have a degree in journalism, which means I can't do math. Comes okay. with the territory. But uh, we do hope we see everybody Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Scotty, will you be, will you be with us? No, you're going to be on your morning show. I'll be on the morning show. Yeah, you tune in to WBTW. We go off air at nine. I have a little stuff I have to do afterwards, but. Yeah. Uh, then you can go check out the show here on the Carolina Weather Group. Yeah, Cyrus Rex landing, 10 a.m. You And you could tune in Saturday morning to see him getting thrashed by a storm with no name. Oh, actually, Saturday night, I'm I'm supposed to play in a golf tournament Saturday morning, so I'm waiting to see how that's that's <laughs> 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 yeah. not sure how that's going to work out. but Could conceivably get rescheduled, huh? Yeah, right. I'm hoping so. Frank, what's worse, um, I, a storm with no name or a horse with no name? Ask me again on Sunday. <laughs> okay. All I know is hey, it's good to get out of the rain. We have some uh, we have some good news here in Myrtle Beach. I don't know if we've shared this yet. I've shared it internally with you all. I gave you a little secret here. But next year, the AMS Broadcast Conference, weather conference, is going to be hosted here in Myrtle Beach in the second week of June. So Ooh. all of uh, the all right. weather elites from around the United States and probably the world too. I'm sure there will be some folks probably coming in other countries as well, gathering here in Myrtle Beach. So a lot of fun activities planned for that. I'm thinking if we can get James and Frank and a few others down here, maybe we can some well, that's fun. Yeah, uh, we'll need to all converge there. on Myrtle Beach and do a, yeah. a, uh, a, uh, uh, the word the word to describe a live it escapes podcast me. yeah a group podcast there yeah 
on on location. So a crossover. That's what I was looking for. A crossover, crossover event. Yeah. yeah. A crossover. Uh, you know, event. it's it's funny you say crossover, and I'm gonna use that as a segue. I don't know how much I'm allowed to say just yet, but I will say that everyone should mark their calendars for Saturday, November 18th, 2020. That's Saturday, November 18th, 2020. Brad Panovich's birthday. Is it? 20, mark <laughs> the calendar is, for 2020 honestly. as in three years ago? No. You did say in, 2020. I did. 2020. I meant 2020. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a nice, y'all. It's a show over here. <laughs> I don't want to go back to 2020. I'm sorry. No, no, no I had enough of that crap back in the day. <laughs> I had enough of 2020. No more 2020, please. <laughs> okay. Saturday, November 18th, 2023. 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. It's going to be fun. That's what I got. I'm also trying to talk James into up to us doing another live remote from Charlotte Motor Speedway in a couple of weeks with the last round. Let's see, the last race of the second round of the NASCAR playoffs. It's going to be in Charlotte. We did that back in the Coke 600. I don't know, James. They may not want us there because they didn't finish that race in Coke 600 till midnight monday almost going into tuesday <laughs> i i don't think i don't think we brought the rain <laughs> maybe like wait we've, we've done one show live from charlotte motor speedway thing, and it happened thing, to rain but how many is, other weekends did we not show up and it still rained right and good thing is it's the road well, it's a road course so they can race in the rain as long as there's no lightning don't bring or, the lightning or unidentified flying objects yeah, <laughs> don't bring your drones over the speed. No, nope, please don't. <laughs> That's probably a bad idea. Yeah. So is this gonna... a race with no name or is there actually it's a... the Bank of America Roval 400? No, it's a it's a race with an expensive name. Somebody cut a large <laughs> check for that, Frank. Yeah, <laughs> imagine so. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to go now. And I'm going to stop this show before. James is going back to 2020 out. for everyone. No, here. no, that is so. <laughs> so, I mean, I did hear today that you can order free COVID tests once again through the federal government. So there's my public service announcement for today. And I'm hoping yeah. that's as close to 2020 as we get. Yeah. I, uh, I actually have a, or recently had a coworker that was sick with COVID again. So you're not alone. It's going around again. It is. So you, uh, you can order free tests. Hey. Free is free. Um, you can also get it. free weather information. <laughs> CarolinaWeatherGroup.com. But we'd prefer you to be a Patreon. We do. That's right. We do. <laughs> you, can, you can put yourself in the running again for a new hat. Yeah. A hat. tumbler. And one of the cool vinyl stickers that yeah. I still don't have. Yeah, I mean, this is more stuff than Scotty has. So I don't have a tumbler or a sticker. I do this, have a you hat. weren't here last week, uh, Scotty. This is tumbler one of one. We should autograph it and send it to somebody. Ooh, that sounds exciting. We should <laughs> all not that our, not that our autographs are worth anything, but. <laughs> Uh, shout out to Wes Clark, who not only is a Patreon supporter, but stuck it out for this entire show as he's still continuing to comment with us on YouTube. This was a mess of a show, Wes, so thanks. You thought it said our bad. <laughs> But hey, if if, hey. If, if 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 you've seen us at our bad, then it only gets better from here. 
That's right. Stick around. Honestly, on Facebook, um, and not Facebook, Twitter, Twitter. I mean, I could put it on Facebook too, but Twitter, Twitter, Which that again, or X, or whatever you want to call. I still call it Twitter. The, X. I don't know. Yeah, that's what that I call thing, it. Twitter. Twitter tweets, that, retweets. Thing, I'm still using yeah. all the same terms. Call yeah, it what you want. Elon. I'm going to call it weather Twitter. nerds like to use. I will um, actually have the day off Friday, and we're not doing like. Knock on wood, we are not doing like wall to wall tropical coverage. So I'm going to be out and about on Friday. So I'll send some videos and put them on our social media pages. No named 2023 storm. But you know, we're coming up on the anniversary of Hurricane Hugo, like in a couple of days. We are. That's correct. Yeah, it's a our, week, our, week away, I guess. Our special will be hitting our feed here sooner or later. I might need a week just to restart all the computers. So don't be surprised if you see it next week. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, all right, Scotty, Frank, thank you. And thanks to all our watchers tonight who stuck through the technical. I promise meltdown. we're not, we're not intoxicated. No, but the computer. I'm not. A little I'm punch not. drunk, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> no, this was hot. This was hot chocolate. So. Freaking Snapple, so yeah. This was seltzer water with lemon juice. Oh, and a cup provided by SCEMD. Did you win a cup? SCEMD. No, Melissa gave it to me. Wow. Oh. Get that oh, if yeah. you fill out the hurricane mm -hmm. survey. But yes, go fill out that hurricane survey. And if you have any questions about your hurricane preparedness level, go to hurricane.sc to get all the tips you need from SCEMD's SC Hurricane Guide. Only place I'm going now is bed. That sounds That's like a good idea. Yeah. Good night. Not y'all. Bye.